Hello and welcome to It's a Musical Podcast, the podcast show where I force my fiancé to watch the musicals he really should have seen by now and then we talk about them. I am the fiancé. I am Drew. I'm surprisingly excited. You know, we don't do many series of mm-hmm. musicals. You know, we've obviously done the definitive Annie viewing experience. Yep. Which, you know, we're going to have to add to. Which we haven't because we didn't watch Annie live. No, but up at the, the time of recording, we, we'd we been pretty definitive with it. Mm-hmm. And we did High School Musical. Yep. Which is good. But you don't get many sequels in musical theatre. You know, we, we obviously have Phantom. Mamma Mia and Phantom. Yeah. And that's really it. Well, I guess because by the nature of it being on stage, it doesn't really lend itself to it, does it? Mm-hmm. You know, unless you do a cursed child and you do two in a day. Yeah. Obviously, sequels have been a big part since Greek theatre. You obviously had like the Oedipus trilogy, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's interesting that we don't get more musical sequels, but maybe there just isn't the space. You know, you couldn't you couldn't do them running in London, especially the, the second one probably wouldn't make as much money, would it? Because you'd have to see the first one. So yeah, I, I've, I've enjoyed talking about this series and coming back to it. And I'm, you know, really, really intrigued to see how the story of the Descendants ends. Yes. I, I know it's not necessarily the best thing we'll ever watch. You know, to say I've loved it mm-hmm. mm, probably wouldn't be the most accurate thing. But I, I really do like the concept of famous Disney villains, children, and what happens next. Obviously, there's a massive element of rewriting the Disney history when you're like, oh, yes, but Maleficent lives and has a child, or, you know, Gaston doesn't fall from his death. He has a child, but, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is like history's written by the winners, but I, I, I like the concept. I think Once Upon a Time does it better, but it's been a long old time since we did Descendants 2, and it has actually whet my appetite to see how it ends, you know? It's not like when we did Annie, we were doing one a month. Mm-hmm. You know, this has made me really want to know because we've kind of waited a while. It's been a year since we first did Descendants, give or take. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, excited to see what happens next. Good. Who would your Disney villain parent be? And therefore, what would your name be? So... Because obviously we have Maleficent and Mal, we have the Evil Queen and Evie. Yes, Jafar and Jay. Yeah, and then Cruella Carlos. Yes, but then we have other characters in the the show who have like really derivative names, like Drizella and Dizzy. Yes, I don't think I. Well, way to put myself down. I don't think I'd be worthy of like an A lister. You think you'd be a, a sub? I I mean, I'd be like, my dad would be pain or panic, you know? That would be cool. But like... Your name would be fear. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. I could imagine, because considering the way this show does kind of go with some of them that they're against type, mm-hmm. right? Gil was quite disappointing in that he wasn't this masculine figure like Gaston. Yeah. I could see my Disney villain father being Gaston... Mm-hmm. But then me being myself, he'd be like, you're such a disappointment. You read books, you do theatre. <sighs> Why don't come and join me? You, 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 what do you mean you're not going to partake in the meat of an animal I've slain? What is this dairy alternative? You will eat and drink from the animals, you vegan scum. That's not my son. <laughs> you know, I can imagine Gaston being really disappointed by me, which probably, I guess in fairness then, isn't that the whole point is that there's more to them 
Yeah, they are let down by... So yeah, maybe Gaston's my dad, and I've got severe daddy issues. (laughs) I don't know who my mum would be. Who would Gaston probably have gaslit? Any of the... It's not one of the bin bets. I don't see them... mm, I mean, if the Lost Boys can be on the island... We'll get on to that. Yeah, when we talk you've about... told me that the Lost Boys are referred For to on the villains. For some reason, yeah. the Lost Boys are referred to as being VKs, like Isle of the Lost Kids. I think that Gaston would have met Ursula and been like, ha ha, fish, how does that work? And had the weirdest night of his life. And I think yeah, probably. that's why it's Gill, because it's named after Fish's Gills. Boo. I don't know. Right, okay. We've had weird, like, big celebrities involved. So we've obviously had Kathy and Jimmy as the Evil Queen and Christian Chenoweth as Maleficent. Mm-hmm. We had Whoopi Goldberg voice Ursula. Yeah. Are we going to have, like, a big third in Descendants 3? Like, is there going to be a big figure as a new person, or even just reference as a cameo thing, because because Whoopi Goldberg say she was Ursula, she voiced her for like one the line. one second that she was in it, yeah. So will there be anything like that? Chernobog would be a good like Disney parent or like a good little joke. You saying that because he's behind me right now? I am, but also like <laughs> as a villain, he'd be quite a fun one. Yeah, he would be quite a fun one. We're spending more time talking about, like, what we'd see as opposed to the thing. But, yeah, I'd go Gaston. What about you? Who do you think would be your Disney villain parent? Um, Probably somebody really basic again. Like, I, I definitely wouldn't be the child of any of the big... No. Uh, ...Disney villains. I don't know. Maybe... Well, I definitely wouldn't be a princess. So, like, the Queen of Hearts, the evil Queen, Maleficent, you know? Yeah. But they're all, like, their kids would technically be royalty. I'd probably be, like... I don't know, maybe I'd be a Dizzy's sister kid. or something. Yeah, Anastasia's daughter. Yeah, Dizzy's, like, cousin. Well, I'm only called Drew, so Drizella. And you'd be called, like, Annie or yeah. Stace. <gasps> there you go. It would just be Anne, wouldn't it? It'd be Annie or something like that. Boring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, fun fact. In the last one, we had Harry Hook yes. as a character. But in the TV series, which was airing alongside this, there isn't Harry Hook, it's J.C. Hook. And because in the book, he's uh, James Charles Hook or something like yeah. that. And so he was J.C. Hook. And then we, there's another character that's introduced in this one who in the show has a different name. So... Technically, they have siblings. Like, there's more than one kid. Because it does seem a little bit convenient that everybody on the Isle of the Lost is only having one child. It does. Or maybe that was a law. <laughs> is Mal going to have, like, a brother introduced? Is that what you're, you're like, hinting at? Like, Mal's secret brother's going to come and, That like... would be super interesting, but no. I don't know. See, this is... I'm trying it's to think... It's a girl about... power series. We don't need any bo- more boy characters. I'm trying to think about characters that you could have. I think Oogie Boogie is too far removed from, like, the realms of what is m- possible. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's essentially a big group of bugs. Um, Chernobog could happen, you know. I think uh, Chernobog could take a human form that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, other Disney villains that we could have... Um, Queen of Hearts. We could, uh, or the Knave. Or the knave. Oh, there we go. I'd be the knave of hearts, kids, and I would be called 
Naomi. Kaniki. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I'd like to see Dr. Facilier. Yeah, Sheriff of Nottingham. Mm-hmm. Shere Khan probably doesn't work. No, the animal ones don't. Like Scar doesn't work. You can't have you can't have Yeah, King you characters. can't have Scar, you can't have Bambi. Bambi. <laughs> you know, Hades would be fun. Yeah. I like Hades. I mean I'm a big fan of Hercules. Um you've got a few villains left. I don't think we'll get like Atlantis or Treasure Planet referenced because I don't think they'll be considered. Oh, I tell you, who'd be a really good villain to mm. have introduced would be Frollo. Yeah, no, they're not touching that with a bar. No, ball. but Frollo would be very interesting. You could imagine him running Morality a campaign wise. like a, like he could be leading the island. Now that Mal's gone, a few of those big villains have gone. Actually, the island gets worse under him, and they're like, we have to stop him. Philo would be an interesting character. So, (laughs) Descendants 2 came out in July of 2017, and immediately after its release, they announced that Descendants 3 was going to be a thing. Both the first and second Descendants end with a character saying, you didn't think this was the end of the story, did you? Yeah. Because you had Mao saying it in the first one, and then Uma saying it in the second one. The third Descendants Which definitely movie. feels far more Empire Strikes Back, doesn't it, really? That things have ended bleak. Now looks like she's happy, but the villain's now in control. You're waiting for me to come back. In <laughs> fairness, <laughs> Uma was way cooler than Mal, like, as a character. they. I really feel like I'd have been more interested in Uma being the lead. But that's a pirate thing. And there's nothing thing. about the acting. Yeah, it's definitely a pirate thing. But Descendants 3 came out on the Disney Channel on the 2nd of August, 2019. Okay. And so two years. That was in America. Yeah. But then everywhere else around the world, it was October 12th, 2019. So it's not... I mean, I remember seeing Descendants predating you. Not like watching it, but just being aware of it. My mm. ex, huge Once Upon a Time fan, got me into it. Yeah. But had mentioned about the Descendants and like how silly it was. And I remember seeing the DVDs of it and being like, this is weird because they have Once Upon a Time. Doesn't that plug that gap? Yeah. But then this would have come out whilst we were dating. Mm-hmm. And that is interesting to me. It just feels like... how And, and I watched it <laughs> while yeah. we were dating. And how had you not spoken to me about it? You know, like, it's just interesting to me, you know. I was probably trying to be cool. Probably. And failing massively. And failing. <laughs> so it came out August 2019. Now, I think the thing we need to talk about with this one especially, we're going to be talking about Descendants 4, but that's not a full thing. It's a mini animated yes. thing. Cameron, it was to close out the series. Um, so, the, you know, there is a finale we'll talk about. And, we, you know, we're going to watch the 22-minute animated short. Yes. It's obviously animated because a key member of the Descendant cast is no longer with us. Yes. And we've spoken about his character a few times and how I've been disappointed that he's never really been important. And especially knowing that he dies, it feels even worse. Yes. But so Cameron Boyce, mm-hmm. who is Carlos, yeah. has died. Did he die? It sounds awful saying it and asking these questions. Did he see Descendants 3 come out? And is it like they had plans to send forth? They're like, oh, we can't do it anymore because he's passed away midway through production. Let's do an animated or... They had not yet announced Descendants 4 because of the way that Descendants 3 ends. Is it pretty definitive? It's not definitive. It's just they could have made another one or they couldn't. Like it would have worked either way. And 
because of Cameron Boyce's death, they did decide that they were going to wrap things up. They had plans of what would be in the last film, but they instead decided to do more of like a tribute to stories to come in the future. Yeah. Um, for some reason, not in the style of the animated show, but in a 2D animation style, um, which just is the royal wedding and it just wraps up the okay. end of the story. Oh, because... a royal wedding. So is there going to be a proposal in this one? Oh, sorry. Oh, that'd be a fun way for this to end. Like hmm. Mal and Evie finally expressing their true love for each other. Oh, Mal and Uma. Yeah. Well, I, I clearly Mal and stories. Beige Ben, but okay. <laughs> Poor Ben. But yes, Cameron Boyce died on July 6th of 2019. So before... Oh. Before the film came out, unfortunately, due to a... Epileptic-based issue. Seizure, yeah. And posthumously, he was uh, one of the headline actors in a film called Runt, which came out in 2020. And then a series regular on an Amazon Prime show called Paradise City, which came out last year. Oh, blimey. So people still doing that. So... He must have died then during, like, the press stuff for this. Yeah, and he'd filmed press press things for Descendants and they decided to use very little of them. And really, really sadly, the other leads of this show, so Dove Cameron... Boo-Boo Stewart. Dove Cameron, Boo-Boo Stewart and Sophia Carson on the premiere of the, sh- of the film... They had a group chat, the four of them, and they all sent messages to that group chat expressing their love for Cameron Boyce, which is... It is really sad. It's one of those difficult ones that you don't want to be too exploitative in the marketing of it. No, and I think they did a good job. But then at the same time, if you'd recorded stuff, is it not a good tribute to use what he said as that tribute? Because you're showing as much as you can of him. And it's always very difficult when things like that happen. Like, obviously, with the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, obviously, Heath Ledger had filmed quite a bit of the film. Do you can it all? Or mm. do you continue with it? Obviously, they continued with it with his family's blessing, but it's a it's a difficult thing to do, isn't it? And I guess the same with, with um, Carrie Fisher in the final Star Wars film. I don't think she'd filmed anything yet, had she? And they she'd en- filmed a couple of things, They ended yeah. up using quite a bit of leftover footage from Force Awakens... And some of her daughter playing her as yes. well, which is interesting. I think if you're gonna, if you're in that boat, you need to consult with the family. And obviously, if Cameron Boyce's family say no, you have to honour that. Mm. Oh, that's such a shame. It is very, very sad. He's, you know, Carlos never gets much, but like, he certainly feels like you feel like there's more joy when you view the world from him. Like, if he was your insert figure, I feel like you have a better time than everyone else. Because everyone else is quite grumpy. He's just very, very happy to be there. Yeah. Well, so they announced on July 11th that they were cancelling the red carpet premiere that was going to happen on the 22nd in the wake of his death. And the television premiere went on a scheduled with a dedication at the end that said in memory of Cameron Boyce. So something happens. Mm. That's very, very sad. Yes. And it does feel, it feels difficult now we've got to go on and and try and talk normally after talking about the tragedy. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, Descendants 3. Yes, so we have Kenny Ortega back as the director and executive producer. Okay. We have a new choreographer who is Jamal Sims. He is the choreographer of this movie and he also plays a character in the film. Can I know which character? No. Okay, (laughs) is he a major character or... I have to see if I can guess him as we watch. No, but you'll know the character. Like, he plays a Disney 
cartoon character. Okay. Who they introduce. Interesting. But yeah, they also, pre this movie, released a short live action feature, which was called Under the Sea, a Descendant short story. And it's Mal and Uma having a, an underwater face-off fight thing. What, post the second one? Post the second one, pre the third one. And filmed live action with the actors. Mm-hmm. Mm, but it's not canon because it's never mentioned in the third movie and... The way that it's supposed to be is that, like, Mal and the rest of the, the heroes, the VKs, think that Uma has run off. She fled at the end of the second movie. So if they've had this underwater fight... How would they know? They should think that she's still around. Viral marketing gone wrong, isn't it, there? Yeah, a little bit. Guess how many people watched it on its premiere? Lots. Mm, nearly five million viewers. Was it the is it the highest of the Descendants series? Highest of like DCOMs for the time? Uh, no, no. D- lots of other DCOMs have done better than that. But uh, in its wider viewing over the three day weekend viewing, it was eight point four three million viewers worldwide, which is pretty good. Yeah. For a, for a decon movie, I, I think, think that's about you've also the same got as put the in, second high school yeah. musical. It's always interesting. So you put into perspective, like obviously decoms must be on a different metric than regular films because people aren't going to the cinema to see them. And it always, you know, it's the same it's with streaming. A TV movie. No, and it's the same with streaming nowadays. Is you you want to go by views on a basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to think, like, if you thought that maybe the average price could be $10 or £10 for a cinema ticket, and that's like 8.5 million, yeah. and you've made 85 million, you know, uh, correct me if my maths is wrong, there's a reason we're a musical podcast or not, it's a maths podcast. I always just say yes whenever you do maths. But yeah, it's an interesting metric, I guess it's all, because obviously this would have ads in, and when we watch it we will see ad breaks built in. Mm. You know, those, you know, that's where your money comes from is people putting their ads in for descendants. Yeah. So, what do you want to see in this? I want to see. Um... Right, well, I know for a fact that we're going to see Beast Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we made jokes about that last time. I, I think it's such an awful thing. If he just finds he has the power in him like Mal does. I can genetic un- beastiness. Right? That's the thing. I can understand Mal having that dragon thing. It it possibly is a genetic code left over, but the spell was broken on on the beast. Therefore that that shouldn't be replicated in Ben. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know who I want the big bad to be. I I I feel like it's been disappointing. Well, it's not disappointing each time, but it's it's obviously been very very obvious to go with the idea that the the villains are the baddies. And we've talked about how there seems like a weird like how do you choose the people that went on the island versus who got to live in the United States of Aurelia, whatever it is. Yeah, I know it's like Ar- Arna Charter Oradon. Oradon is that because oh yeah because it's Arna Charter Oradon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see the villain be a good person who is on their island already. Yeah. Um, I feel like that kind of is the biggest the biggest thing at this point that could be explored. We haven't explored that yet. We've seen, you know, when villains go to this place, actually they will turn good because of the love. And we've seen that the villains have some hostility to the VKs because you've forgotten us and forgotten who you are. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the only new ground that this can tread is by having 
a good guy be the villain? Like, have we seen Snow White's son yet, for instance? Could there be somebody here that... Oh, well, no, we saw Snow White herself in yeah. the first one. Yeah, because she's a celebrity, isn't she? She's, like, talking about... It. So could we see Snow White's son being like, what makes you so special? I'm a prince too. In fact, I, I'm I, my, my, my heritage is far greater than yours. Yeah. So could it, it would be quite nice to see that. I doubt we'll go, like, full Game of Thrones war. Obviously, we're going to have villains. Um... Yeah, like I, I tell you, who I'd like to introduce is Clayton. He'd be an interesting villain. Ugh. You want all the like normal human people, which I, is I not do. a good thing no. for this world. No, but that's that's why I'd like to see it. I'd like to see how they have coped on this island, where like the strong succeed, and because like they are the strong in their stories. Mm-hmm. But Gaston is not coping well when faced against, like, Maleficent, when faced against the evil queen, when faced against Jafar. And I'd be interested to see how, like, he or Frollo would, you know, how they've got to get their power in a different way. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, I'd like to see people who are magical, like Hades. Yeah. Do we get to see Hercules at all? You know... Just because they bring in the villain, my map again. <laughs> yeah, just because they bring in the villain doesn't mean they bring in the heroes necessarily. Like obviously, we had Audrey is Snow White's daughter, not Snow White, Sleeping Beauty's daughter, mm-hmm. which has the natural rivalry between her and Mal. Yeah, but obviously, you know, Ben had very little to do with Gil. Mm-hmm. And there's been no Peter Pan or Tink reference to go along with meeting Harry Hook. So I don't, I know Ariel and Eric references to go along with meeting Umar. So I don't think we'll get like Hercules. I think we're going to focus more on the villains than we will anyone else. But it'd be quite nice to see like a hero fall from grace. I forgot how weird some of this stuff was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like you got like Nottingham and stuff as well, like... Well, like, so there's a place, so you've got Oridon Central, which is the main place, and then surrounding it, you have Charmington, which is where Cinderella lives, then Camelot Heights, the Summerlands, which is where the Enchanted Wood is, and Dumbroch from Brave. Yeah. Then East Riding, which is where, like, the Red Riding Hood stories, you've got Georgetown from Pocahontas. Weird. Yeah. Grimsville. Got, I don't want to see Pocahontas in this. Yeah, no, me either. Um, I feel like that could be too much. Yeah. But then there's other islands. So there's History Island. There's the Isle of the Doomed, which is next to the Isle of the Lost. God. Which is for, like, proper, proper villains. So Maleficent's not a proper, proper villain? Who's there? Right. Who's on that island? Who's on that island? Then you've got the Isle of Reformation, which I guess is for, like, characters who repent or reform at the end of their that stories. makes no sense wonderland is its own island neverland is its own island then you've got like triton's bay atlantis Jeez. the sea of ariel uh olympus is its own place but so again and this is what's weird is ben rules all of oridon oridon is this whole land but that's it ben just happens to run it from the university yeah and then a place called Winter's Keep, where Arendelle is. You've got Oh no, don't put don't put Frozen in this. Please don't put Frozen in this. Yeah. The Borderlands, which is where Shere Khan's jungle is. So Shere Khan's Which a is a different place to far away, which is where Tarzan's jungle is. 
despite the fact that those could be the same place. Might, yeah, they might should just be the same place. Oh, God, but Shere Khan's not in the villains area. He's he lives in the good area. No, because there's this thing called Fort Defame and the King's Gate, which is a wall that goes across the halfway of this land. This is like the Marvel secret uh, wars battle worlds where you've got like the zombies, but you've also got like old man Logan's wasteland. And then you've also got the Ultimates universe and you've also then got the mainline Marvel universe. Yeah. There's a place that's just called Towering Heights, which is where Rapunzel lives and Sleeping Beauty's castle is. And like everybody was locked in a tower. But also in Towering Heights is the bayou from Princess and the Frog. What? Oh my God. None it's of this nice. Makes any sense. Nice to know that all these characters exist there because we could really see anyone. I don't yeah. think we'll get Tarzan and Jane because obviously we've got Jane already in it. And I think that's too confusing. Yeah. But then there's normal places. So there's this one bit where like, oh, and there's a difference between Atlantis and Atlantica because Atlantis is the one from the movie Atlantis and Atlantica is where Ariel and King Triton I'm live. surprised we haven't got more like a Descendants story. There's that's books. Set, no, but like films that are set within these worlds, especially since because mm. you can't, you clearly can't do... Oh, like Merlin, a descendant story. Yeah, but you clearly can't have like Mal and everyone now. Their story's ended. And especially now that we've lost Carlos, mm. you could look at all these other worlds. I'm surprised that's not happened, but I guess... You know what also doesn't make any sense? What? In Camelot Heights, which is its own section, which I assume is like... Well, we saw like Camelot Heights was against them in yeah, their so weird, school like, they play against. Yeah. So there are Camelot rivals. Camelot Heights, then Camelot Academy, which is in Camelot Heights, then Pendragon Castle, which I assume is Arthur's castle, and then on the other side of Camelot Heights, Merlin's castle. Why does Merlin have a castle? Why does Merlin have a castle? I don't know. We're getting too bogged down by this now. Yes. Um. What's your ranking before we watch this? Um, oh, of the three? Yeah. Um, probably two, one, three. Oh, so this is your least favourite? Yeah. I like it. Interesting. Where do you think this will rank for me? I think this is going to be your favourite one. But like High School Musical, three was my... I went three, two, one with High School Musical, Mm -hmm. and you are two, one, three. Two, three. And you're saying with this one, two, one, three. Interesting. Yes. But I think this is going to be your favourite one, musically and for the story... And the characters. You said already that there's a character I'm going to really want you to draw me as. Yeah, I already know who I'm drawing you as for this one, for the cover art. Who are you drawing you as? I don't know. I don't know. Actually, no, I I think I do know. Just just for the aesthetic. You can't tell me. No, I can't. Okay. Cool. Are you ready to head back to Oridon Prep? They don't spend a whole lot of time at school. Actually, they didn't do any school-based stuff in the second one. They graduated really quickly from that. What was it? Goodness course. Yeah. Oh, I think They're once, a bit old for I think, school. to be honest, once you stand up to your big evil mum, that pretty much is like, aha, you won the test. You pass. Yeah. It's right. a diploma. It's only, I say go back to school, but, you know, we're on the trail to Oridon once more for mm. the last time. It's good and to be bad. We will be back after the intermission. Oh, 
really need you cause I came here for something I've given you everything by giving you nothing I did what I had to do No, you only did what's best for you Well, you could learn a thing or two When push comes to shove, you do what you gotta do And we are back. Yes, we are. We have descended. I guess. I guess. And lived to tell the tale. Mm -hmm. I was briefly a statue. Yeah, only briefly. Only briefly. I I did enjoy this one. I think you were right that this would be my favourite one. Mm -hmm. I think it still goes three, two, one for me in terms of my order. Which is hilarious. It is very funny. But I feel like by the time they get here, they know what the world's about. They know what people want and they know how to move it forward. Mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoyed this one. I think there were some good additions to the cast. Yeah, I wonder who. Um, I think the music started to be the style I always felt the villains should be. Mm-hmm. And I got what I wanted in, you know, a fallen good character. Who did you think the choreographer was? Because we mentioned that before. Oh, yes, you mentioned that before. I do not have a clue. It's Dr. Facilier. Was it Dr. Facilier? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I can see that now. I, you know. Yeah, once you know it's him, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, you know, and I guess that's kind of like our cameo role. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't, you know, do much to it. He just is there to move the plot forward. You know, and... We get one of my favourite villains, and I think the aesthetic... We'll get to him when we get to him, but the aesthetic for that character did not disappoint. And considering how I've talked about how disappointing some of the the designs have been in this... Yeah. I was really pleased to see that they didn't try and make it, Hmm. you know, shot for shot. I can't remember who I felt disappointed by. I think it was Maleficent. I think that's who I felt disappointed you by. You didn't in the very like Kristen Chenoweth as Maleficent. I didn't mind her. I didn't like the character design. I just yeah. thought it was she a... was basically evil Glinda. Yeah, and I just I, I don't think it translated as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this this one did because it didn't just try to be like what it should look like, and I thought that was really cool. One of the things I like about this, it does like the Spider Man three thing. If it mm-hmm. narrates. You know, we come on, we hear Mal's voice and she tells us where they're at, what's been going on, you know, just just like Tobey Maguire does in Spider-Man 3. It's really, really fun where you're just like, hi, well, she everyone. She also did this in the second one. Yeah, and I think the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films do a good job of like, if you've been forced to come watch it with your friends, you've never seen the first one, you kind of get a sense of what the world's about. And this works really well. It's been a while and I'd forgotten some of the intricacies of the story. And we learn that they are choosing new VKs to join them in the kingdom, but they're only taking four. Because four were taken originally, yeah. Um, I guess I guess you don't want to over- harsh. I guess you don't want to overwhelm. Well, I mean, maybe after the success of the first four, I would maybe have doubled it. Like you would take eight this time instead. Yes. Especially because you've goes. got like a far more selective process. I don't now, know. yeah. You know that the villains themselves are choosing. And it's a weird mix that they choose. 
issues. I yeah, feel... so we get the song Good to Be Bad. It's okay. It's a, it's an okay song. It's a good introduction song, but it doesn't mm. really do much for me. Yeah, this is where we get the weird... One of the lines in the song is calling out to lost boys and girls. Which is weird. Why are the lost boys on the island? Well, it's only weird because we then see kids wearing lost boy-esque costumes. So they're wearing clothes that are like patchwork from other bits of clothes and then like hats, furry hats with ears on them. And if you say lost boys and girls and then show that, that just means the lost boys are on, and girls, are on Villain Island and aren't allowed to be good guys? Yeah. I write here that Dizzy better be the jellicle choice. And I said out loud, favouritism. I mean, yes, obviously there's like that weird nepotism, but... Like, of course Dizzy was coming. They introduced her in the second one. She was desperate to come to Oregon. And and she didn't feel particularly bad in the first one as well. So you feel like she deserves it. Like, you don't want to take someone like Umar who hasn't really shown any remorse and feels like bringing them could could actually set them back. You want to have... Well, at this point, Uma's missing. But yeah. Nobody but... knows where she is. But, like, you can't take Harry. No. And you don't... You, don't, you, want, you want this program to succeed. And you know that Dizzy will succeed. Even if only... Even if three out of the four succeed, mm-hmm. that's still good. You know Dizzy's a sure yeah. win. Well, and this time, they picked a bunch of younger kids. So yes. Dizzy is probably 14 at a push. Yeah. And then we have Celia... Facilier. Dr. Facilier's daughter, who does not seem particularly psyched about this. No, I wasn't sure. I was th- I was very interested in like figure out who they are. And it's like, are they something to do with Alice in Wonderland? I thought, thought those are mad, mad hatters. Because like she's got like the big eccentric hat and she's playing with cards. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that makes sense. But yeah, Dr. Facilier is a great choice. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the other one that I was saying before in the, the animated TV show. It's Freddie Facilier. Yes, I remember you mentioned that Freddie Facilier had been in, in mm-hmm. it. Uh, I I like that we get to see in the background, like, I guess it's Jafar's staff, but also looks like car being painted. Oh, on the top of the building, yeah. And we also have, like, Carlos's house and Evie's alley. Yeah, which Carlos explains, has, like, a halfway house for kids. nice that he's finding a way to give back, but then really sad that these kids are all like, well... None of them get chosen. Don't get on the island. Mm-hmm. You know, I think... Yeah, all well, the kids that get picked have parents... Or a parental figure. Facilia, Celia, yeah. Yeah, that's very, very sad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then, yes. Yeah, because then we're presented with Squeaky and Squirmy. Twins! The twin sons of Mr. Smee. And so I think it is Carlos that's like, it's Squeaky. And you're like, like, oh my, oh my God. God. Are they splitting the twins up? Yeah, and then Jay's like, no, we could never split up the twins. Get over here, Squirmy. Yeah. And... They don't want to go. No, they don't. And they never actually really speak. They're just like silent. And I'll say this. I really like their design and Smee's design. I knew mm. who they were straight away. Like, that's Fun very fact, cool. Apparently, the guy who plays Mr. Smee in this for like two seconds is Mr. Smee in Once Upon a Time. Apparently, it's the same guy. I need to look at that. That's interesting. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was an interesting choice. I, but it did feel really disappointing that actually... You know, you're taking up two slots of the twins. You obviously can't. You can't split, split them, them up, up. But I feel like the twins should be one choice, mm-hmm. and then you should have one more choice. Yeah. But I don't know who it would be. And actually, I mean, considering the way the plot works, that Dizzy, Dizzy, I'll say this is done wrong in this film. Like mm-hmm. the fact that you 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 give me this promise of bringing Dizzy, and she barely does anything. 
Yeah. That's disappointing. So it doesn't matter about the twins because this, this is just a starting the world thing and like, you know, here's where we're at and we're going to move forward. And we need this inciting incident to happen. Mm. And Celia is probably the best one to new ta- now tag along. But yeah, I, you know how you, you said to me, somebody married Dopey. Yes, because this is the thing in this movie. You're not allowed to have a baby mm. with somebody if you're not married in the Disney world. Smee was quite old already. Yeah. I really want to know who has had twins with Smee. Not because I'm shaming. Mm-hmm. I'm just very, very interested, you know. It's like the same way, like, wow, Dopey got married. Yeah. Just interesting to, you know. Which character didn't show up in this one? Did you notice? What do you mean? There's a, a character from the second one who becomes a bigger character in the second one. She's in the first movie as well, and she's not in this one. Is it Mulan's daughter? Lani, yeah. yes. Why is she not in it? I, actually, do you know what? I didn't even realise. Her name is Diane Doan, yeah. and she was busy being in, I believe, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Cool. At the time. And, yeah, she's not in it because there were... Um, scheduling conflicts for her but the in-universe reason that she isn't there is she's on the professional ROAR team which cool. is like tourney oh yeah because like she game. she basically became captain didn't she she was like Jay was like you're yeah. my equal or better than me so she's left the school to become a professional athlete which is pretty cool yes that character good for her I really like I have to say at this point the costume design for Mao her little dragon dress is really fun yeah, it is. So they've made these choices. Yeah. And they've gone back to the island and they're like talking about it and they're making a big show of it. You know, Mal's, Mal's established that she's worried about Umar. You know, she's... Celia blags some money off of um, Ben in the car, which I think is really well, funny. This is it. So they, they, they go. Um, and before that even happens ben comes out with his crown they get on a podium and they're like we're gonna do this and we're gonna go over and we're gonna get them and he proposes oh yeah you said before you were like i hope at the end of i thought it was gonna be i thought it was gonna be very like christoph and like him trying to find the right way to propose through it here's here's the thing i've got a ring i didn't bring oh shoot yeah you know like finding that perfect moment and being like but actually it needed to happen here because we see Audrey and I guess yeah, this know, sets up the villain. The Sleeping Beauty's mum, because mm-hmm. it's not, it's her gran. It's not yeah, Sleeping it's Beauty. Something. You know, we see them being really, really bitter. They're heckling. It's nice that Audrey's come back because she was on tour last time. She was off on her, her exchange program. She was at Camelot. Yeah, she was trying to get over Ben. Yeah, but it's nice that they're back. And actually, you start seeing, and this is why it's really important. This needs to happen. She's like. That's supposed to be me. Mm-mm. And she points out that, yeah, Mal, you're only with him now because, like, he, he, you know, you did cast a spell on him. I love that she brings that up. Which is true. However, I, I feel like I remember the fact that she instantly was like, okay, well, I'm going to go over with Chad. She tried to do that whole, uh, like, Ben will act like 
somebody's taken away his toy if I yeah. pretend that I'm with Chad now and will want me back because he can't have me. Yeah. And it doesn't happen because he's he's hexed. Right, and it just I remember adding to my argument of this is why teenagers shouldn't be crowned because mm-hmm. he's changeable. But yes, it's quite nice that they've brought that back and it needs to happen here. Mm-hmm. We get a, a ridiculous reprise, which is appropriate because Dopey looks ridiculous. Oh my God. With his ponytail and... It's a weird look for him. I don't know how I, mean, I good feel. Good for the actor. That's good, a no, lot good. Of it's a lot for that. It just, I was just like, oh man. I don't feel. I, I guess maybe it's the point is they just wanted to make him look like a bigger contrast next to Evie mm-hmm. that they don't belong, and that's kind of like cute because she doesn't care. I was just like, wow, <laughs> kind of distracting. But yes, beige Ben proposes, and. You know, and I like this here. I write down, I don't know where the plot's going at this point, but obviously now I do. Audrey and her grandmother are proof that the system of good island versus bad island doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, who's to judge what's good? Okay, so you you weren't wronged, so you can be on the good side. Yeah. You know, I wanted to know if there's like a personality test for children. Like age six, mm-hmm. you have to do like, you know, not the sats, but you have to do something. And if your personality test is like 100 then you're evil and we're taking you away from your parents and putting you on the island. And that's why we have lost boys. And, oh, that's why we have lost boys and children. Oh my God. That would be super interesting. But do you know, how are they figuring it out? And is there, is there a program in place because of this idea or is this the first time this has ever happened? I don't know. Interesting. So we go to Mal's purple limo. Yeah. We see Lady Tremaine. She actually shows some nice emotion when she says goodbye to Dizzy. I really like this actress playing Lady Tremaine. I think she's really good. Yeah, and it's quite nice. She actually seems to be proud that Dizzy's getting this chance, but also sad that Dizzy's going away, which Mm -hmm. is quite nice to see from the villain side. Yeah, and this is a really good translated costume. Mm, She looks great. this film did the best with the existing Disney properties. It really did. So we have Lady Tremaine looking amazing like when we see dr facilier later he, he looks, looks good great. without looking too over the top or silly as well like I yeah they balanced it really well me i think is one who's like a little bit over the top but that's because he wears point. primary colors yeah, but so. that, i think that is the point of me you want to make him instantly recognizable yeah i do like the limousine shenanigans you know the whole um Celia, Celia does like pick a card and he picks a tarot card and she's like, oh, wow, it says that you're going to be the best king ever. And then she puts her hand out and is like, pay me. Yeah. And I just <laughs> so like he it. does. And you've got like Jay and Carlos. Feeding sweets. Feeding to the sweets twins, to the yeah. twins. It's quite nice. It's a mm-hmm. nice little sequence. And then just as they're going, we see someone running forward yes. as the portal's closing, as the barrier's closing. He puts his hand through. I'm thinking, oh, my God, no. who's this? It's Hades. Yeah. And his costume is amazing Mm -hmm. because they've... Right, for starters, the hair looks great, like his little pompadour that becomes flames. Yes. I love that once his head is outside the barrier, it turns into real fire because because he can use magic again. And I really like that instead of having these, like, grey robes, he's in, like, punk rock gear. Mm -hmm. And, like, it says, like, Soul Sealer on the back and you've got, like, the chains. It's awesome. I want to cosplay him. He looks amazing. He really does. It's a really good way of taking a natural character and evolving it for this style. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great. Yeah, so we have Shayan Jackson, who is a fantastic actor, playing Hades. And 
you will recognize him from Glee. Yeah, vocal adrenaline coach. Yes, but he's also been in like every season of American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. He was in Thirty Rock for a really long time. He's and he's also a big musical theater actor. But yeah, he's really <laughs> talented, and I love that he's in this film. I love that he was approached about doing this film. But he really... Who do I get him confused with all the time? Who's the other one from Glee? Jonathan Groff? Yeah. Maybe it's the singing voice. I think it's the similar singing voice. But I remember hearing his voice in the trailer for this. Because they when they did the trailers for this, they never showed who it was. They had... It was Mal walking towards this pool of water. Actually, it's the bird bath from later on. And looking down into it and this blue flame coming out. And then you hear his voice saying, like, did you miss me, baby girl? Or something like that. Uh, uh, oh, no. <laughs> uh, that trailer makes it sound like it's her ex. No. No, but that's... I'm sorry. That trailer, did you miss me, baby girl? That sounds like it's her ex. Maybe it was just, did you miss me? It was something like that. And I was like, Jonathan Groff? <laughs> But no, Christoph is in this one. Yeah, um, I love it. So he he shoots like firebolts through the bulk of our VKs, and like, oh no! Mm-hmm. So Mao turns into a dragon. Yes, she does because she can just do that now, and is completely useless. Mm-hmm. You know, because like he does something, he drains her of her magic, and she falls. And they manage to get him back in. One of my favourite things in this is like the repetition of like bippity boppity, bippity boppity. You know, and her, you know, fairy godmother adding things on. So they're obviously watching this on the live stream. And she's like, ah, bippity boppity run. And that became a running joke whenever she showed up. Like it was bippity boppity, hold my lunch, bippity boppity. Don't, don't go up the escalators. You know, like we were (laughs) silly with it. Bippity boppity, extra ketchup, please. You know, she can only speak with that. I just thought it was ridiculous. And she kept doing it. And we it's laughed. It's funny as it continues. But this is it. The first two times we were like, ugh. Well, we started doing it after the first time mm-hmm. and just making that joke. And then she did it the second time. I was like, this is ridiculous. But clearly I've got myself into the descendant's brain. Yeah, they they stop him. They push him away. And we learn. Mm-hmm. No, we don't learn anything here, do we? Oh yeah, we learned that he was trying to steal her power. Yes, he was his the draining thing he power. was holding in her his hand was draining the power from her. Yeah, so she was a little like <gasps> she was like freaked out by yeah. it. She's like, I can feel my magic leaving me, and you're like, oh no. We learned that they're gonna close the barrier because it's mouse suggestions. Like, what do we do if this happens again? And Mal's like, We can't, we can't let any more VKs in. We have to close the barrier. And Beast is Ben Beast is like, no. Mm-hmm. You can't. And she's like, no, listen, if I'm saying it, you know I mean it. Yeah. And, you know, Ben is sad, but it is what it is. Yeah. We then see Audrey struggling with this. And we get these photos of her and Ben together. And my favourite one is baby Ben and it's baby Audrey. It's little kids and she's sat in a throne and he's like next to her. And it's like, we were, we were... Betrothed, you know, like Simba and Nala are. Yeah, he basically was, yeah. Yeah. And sh- we get Queen of Mean. The dubbing on this first bit is questionable, mm-hmm. I think. But it's a. And, and, and the rapping is very, very weird. Because I was like, that's VK music. She's singing in their style. I wonder why. Yeah. And then, yeah, she, she, she <laughs> breaks into the museum. We see all the fun little props. She breaks into the museum to get the queen's crown. That's all she's there for. That's the only thing she wants. Yeah. 
and fortunately the guard just falls asleep while she's doing that but while she's there for some reason they have moved Maleficent's scepter from the villain the hall of villains to the like historical items section hmm, the outcast maybe, section well maybe it's like a mal and ben exhibit no it can't be because of the other things that are there yeah because so you've also got the black cauldron which is so cool to see there yeah cinderella's slipper the poisoned apples which she takes one of which is mm-hmm. really funny um what was the other thing we saw the fate scissors oh and yeah the scissors of fate so like the scissors of fate at least I like that as a connection to be like Audrey is changing her fate and Mal has changed her fate. You know, that's sort Mm -hmm. of the theme here. But then like the poison apple isn't a Maleficent thing. No. I didn't really get it. No, me either. Maybe it's like Mal and friends. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) the evil voice in the scepter calls out to Audrey and is like, Audrey, seize your power. So she grabs the scepter and her hair changes colour. I love. And I love it. I do. I really love like her, I guess, glow up, but like her evil up. Yeah. So her hair is the make it pink, make it blue. Yeah. Because, you know, Sweet Beauty, which I kind of love. I thought that was And her like leather jacket, except it's like tails at the back because it comes a long coat, but it's a short coat at the front. Incredible. One iconic glow up. It is very, very cool. And it's a nice sequence. It's like the opposite let it go. Mm. That's what I'm drawing myself as. Cool. Because I love her hair. I, can I would see absolutely that. dye my hair that colour. This is where we get the whole we can't go back to the island because of Hades. Belle's scared also because there's been the museum break in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Mal says, look, we're not going to do this. But then the worst bit about this, I'm like, right, that's going to kick her on, you know, kick Come her. Come back to bite you. Yeah. yeah. She tells Evie. Um, about the plan, but she never says it was her plan. Yeah, Evie assumes that it was the king and queen making these demands. Because, like, originally it was just Ben's idea to let people come over, and now Mal's on that team, you know? And And Mal doesn't correct her. And, and yeah, she's just like, yeah, well, at least you're going to be there to change things and, you know, stand up for the VKs. We see that someone got into Jane's cake... It was the VKs. Because there's never eaten cake. I think that's really cute. It's it's quite villainous. Um, There's no dirt in it. It tastes good. It's true. And this is when... So this this is really funny to me because Audrey reveals herself instantly. She's like, they were like, who could have done this? And they go out and then Audrey's like, ha, 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 it was me. And Mal's like, whoa, oh no. And gets turned into an old woman. But like the the Snow White old woman. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's the the evil queen's old alter ego. The little, like, hag costume. Ugh, With oh, the God, I hate it. I really hate it. And the prosthetics are done really, really well. They're really good. But I don't like the way... And I tell you what, credit to Dove Cameron, because, like, she's proves that she's not actress, just... Yeah. yeah, proves that she's not just, like, cast because she's got, like, this Disney Channel face. Mm-hmm. The acting is fun here. Like, she does a good job changing her voice and sounding yeah, a little... Yeah, she has this one line where she's, like... Does it look really bad? And Evie looks at her and is like, you age beautifully. But like, they've done a good <laughs> so job with nice the prosthetics. Yeah. Um, and then the nice bit where they try and walk her back in and she's really slow. And Evie's it's just getting a annoyed. stupid yeah. little joke. It's so stupid, but it's really funny. And then I forgot. like, oh, we need to get you changed. So they change her into, into her Power Ranger suit. Yeah, into her like leather 
bad girl costume. I completely forgot about a dude and he shows up here and I'm just like, ugh, kill me it now. It took a really long time to make I'm a dude glad show. he's not in this as much and like he's not, but like yeah. I was having a really good time. I was enjoying it and I'm like, oh for God's sake, dude is here. Ugh. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's that's I fine. he's like it's basically what they needed was a character to shout Guys, come back. You're going to be late for Jane's birthday party. Yes. And they were like, oh, yeah, we haven't put dude in this movie yet. Mm. We'll just get him to do it. And then we cut to the birthday party. And this is the first time we see Chad, who has become a real parody at this point. Like, compared to... He was to... silly in the second one. This but, is worse. But, uh, yeah, it really is far worse. Considering, like, he was, you know, the alternative to Ben in the first one. He was, you know, charming junior. And now he's now he's got that long hair. I really wish with Chad they'd gone the proper Cinderella route with him because there is a thing later on in this movie that is a huge Cinderella reference for him. But I wish they'd made him... Like, I don't care if he's an idiot. Make Mm. him an idiot, but make him really kind. Yeah. Because that's Cinderella's whole thing. And there's some questionable things here. You you feel like he's Paddy. You either go all, all the way, all in on having him be with Audrey or all in for him being kind and good. But he, that, that's the thing. Kindness and bravery are not the same things. Yeah. So you could have had him at that moment when Audrey is like at the birthday party being like... Which I gonna... think is great because it is Maleficent. Yeah. It's like crashing a party. But she's like, I'm going to curse you all. Yeah. Have Chad, instead of him being like standing Coming... up to her yeah. or being like, oh, I'll be on your side as long as you don't curse me. You could have him turn around to this girl that he's supposedly been in love with this whole time because they keep saying that and there's no evidence of it but have him be like i want to help you this isn't who you are i know what you're really like i know you're upset and you're hurting right now but please let me help you and she's like oh you want to be my like thrall sure do whatever you want and she doesn't take it seriously, but he genuinely wants to help her because yeah. he, he wants to save her. That would have been, that a would much have been better so choice. much better. But as instead, he skids like he's the human version of dude. And it's like an awful going, oh, do you, like he's a human dog at this point. Mm-hmm. It's very, very silly. It's like, I'll do whatever you say, master. And you're like, why? It's a, yeah, it's a shame <laughs> that he's, you know, literally reduced just, just being a lackey. Yeah. yeah. Um, Audrey sings happy birthday. Everyone falls asleep. This is actually on the on the soundtrack. Oh, okay. I didn't count Because you have to credit. Song. No, no, it's not. Right. But you have to credit using the song because it's uh, copyright. Yeah. I, I I do really like that we now have this twist that Aurora's child becomes Maleficent. Mm-hmm. I think that's such really cool. an interesting way to end this. And of all the good characters to turn at this point, it's the right character to turn. Yeah, because she was already pretty mean. Yeah, and but just... Because of the parallels for where we're at with the story here, this worked. I liked it. I thought it was a really good choice. Yes. And Jane gets away from the sleepy mist she by hides getting into in the Enchanted Lake, yes. which is nice. We bring that background from the first one. I like it. She <laughs> rings Ben or contacts Ben somehow. She must So she anything. dunks under the water for a minute and, and then, then the mist goes away and she comes back up. She sucks some lake water out. Yep. Of the lake into one of those sucky squirter like water gun yeah, things. Yeah, super soaker. And then rings yeah, she Ben w- and is like, "Hey Ben." She's you know the, Audrey's Audrey's the one doing this. 
the best thing is Ben's carrying a present that is gift wrapped with the beast on it. I just think that's like, and this is your royal present. Yeah, she's like, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm running a bit late for your party. And she's like, do not come to my party. (laughs) You need to like find out what Audrey's doing. Yes. So the rest of them are on their little motorbike things because they're going to fly to the island. Yep, old Mal is on her motorbike thing. Yep. And then they land and she suddenly looks like herself because the spell broke. There's no magic on the island. Thank you. God, they got yeah. rid of that design. Like, I'm glad it was a nice little joke, a nice little, like, aha, 30 seconds. It's a nice, of this. quick way to get around it. But I like it's it. a, yeah, it's a really good way to do it. I, I quite like seeing it and then, you know, mm-hmm. not. And yeah, Carlos, I genuinely thought looked like he is planning a time heist. Yeah, his costume, because of the colours of it, he looks like he's in the Avengers. He's in Endgame, yeah. But we see Dr. Facilier. He looks great too. Oh, yeah. They go down to Dr. Facilier's nightclub. Underground nightclub, which has Casino a TV place. that you can put coins into. To oh, make God, it, it does. Play. And that's where they see the news that everyone's turning into statues. Well, we have the guy on the news who's like, <sighs> propaganda is being spread that Princess Audrey? Yeah. Princess Audrey is the one who's doing this and we're going to find out what villain is perpetuating these lies. And then he looks around and is like, oh no, the fog's coming here. Spreading that misinformation. Mm -hmm. And again, I like it. I really, I like the idea here that actually they know full well, but they're on the defence because they've got to push their agenda. Mm. Also pretty sure that guy was Lumiere. Could be. Mm -hmm. Could be. I like that. That's a nice idea. Because he had the gold suit. Yeah thing going on so one of the things here we have is uh they go to leave for well, they split up. well they have to split up because two nondescript uh villains have stolen the motorbikes i didn't realize at this point it was Hook it's not and Gil. Gil. it's harry okay but i didn't Gil's realize not there. so harry's so everyone else going after that but uh mal is asking for uh celia to come with because celia is like working for hades as his errand Yes, so Person. they know that they can get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facilier is giving them what they need as like a little bit of information. I like that she says to Facilier um, that I have friends on the other side, my friends on the other side. Yeah, That's he's a... like, in response to, he says to her like, oh, what kind of hustle are you running on these guys? And she's like, I'm not, I got friends on the other side now. Yeah, it's a nice little reference. Yeah. It's fun. And he laughs at that he too. Lo- yeah, he really seems cute. like a really nice dad. He's, he's just like a good parent. Yeah, he, yeah, he really does. <laughs> there and are he... some parents on this island well, just between him and Tremaine, they feel like they've atoned. They should be on this other island because they feel like Lady Tremaine at... is running a thriving business. Yeah, they like... feel like they they feel like they they are aware of where they've gone wrong, and they're quite happy to move past it and and look to future generations and give them opportunities. Mm-hmm. But yes, they they go to a thing. We see beware a dog. With the little With three-headed dog. Cerberus, yeah. I'm pretty certain it's like the one I've seen in Pompeii, the little beware of dog sign. Yeah, I I've think it's supposed to be the I same. think it's a parody of that, and I hope it is, because I think it's a really cool touch. Mal's like, how big is that dog really? And Celia, because she doesn't really... She's like chaotic neutral. Yeah, she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't really care yeah. about anybody except for herself. She's like, oh, wait and see. You'll see how big it is. Yeah. And so Mal thinks there's going to be this huge dog down there. We have a weird, like, filler thing here where they put these, like, mine hats on. Because obviously without, yeah. there's no underworld, so he's, like, in a mine. But they put the mine hats on and they've got this awful, like, Dr. Zeus-esque mine contraption. It would have been it's a faster. Bicycle, yeah, it would have been faster to walk. Yeah, right? It's, it's silly. 
Uh, it doesn't mean anything. They could just walk. But one of the things I like is they get there and the, the dog just starts repeating the noise and they realise it's like a vinyl. The dog is just a sound effect. Yeah. I reckon the dog is somewhere else. The dog the dog's on like a different island because they, they must have split them up. There's a dog. He's yeah. probably still in Hades. Like, yeah. the real underworld. Because that, if Olympus exists... Oh my god, yeah. What's actually happening in the underworld right now? I'm assuming Persephone's doing Hades' job for him. No, because Persephone can't exist because he's married to... Maleficent. Or she thinks he was. <laughs> um, but yes, and this is where we learn... Mal. I am your father. Yeah, so <laughs> Mal like sneaks around the back of Hades because he's asleep in a chair. And Celia, for some reason... Touches the sound touches effects on the vinyl. Touches the vinyl and it jerks. And he's like, what are you doing here? And she talks to him... And then whilst Mal's like trying to do like her... she's trying to steal the ember literally like my D&D character just as bad yeah that is weird we currently we are seeking out an ember yeah but yeah he he reaches she reaches out for the ember and he grabs her hand and is like what are you doing here daughter and she's yeah. like hi dad and then you're like but even it cuts to Celia and Celia's like what yeah and we do learn in a moment that only Evie knows and please Celia keep that secret mm-hmm. we get do what you gotta do this song is the best song in this film this is what all the villain songs should have been like like the kind of rock and roll-esque yeah one of my favourite things in this is that Celia's singing back up do you know what I really want to see <laughs> I want to see Miley Cyrus and her dad do this song that would be really funny. I feel like it's in there because right? there's a little country-esque to it. Yeah. It's really, really good. I like this one. And I actually, do you know, right, so Hades' point is I'm not that bad a dad. I've given you everything by giving right? you nothing. So yeah. that's what he says. He's not wrong. He owes her nothing. If Hades had, right. He does owe her something. Right. Okay. But I'm not, I'm not encouraging absentee fathers, but I'm also not discouraging it. I've got my own daddy issues, you know, but... Mm-hmm. Um, favorite line in this song you're stronger for your daddy issues right so but this is this is the thing he's he has in fact given her everything by giving her nothing had he been a bigger part of her life she would never have gone to oridon as if if ben knew that her parents were Maleficent and, and Hades. Hades. Nobody would have let her. But I also island. genuinely feel like she wouldn't have lowered herself that way. Who? Mao. There's no way she would have been. She caught. would have been the queen of the isle already. Yeah, there's no way she would have dared go over there. She would be trying to find ways to conquer. She'd be trying to find ways to alienate the children that gone over. So actually, she's in the position she's in now, and Hades, I think, knows that. And his points are good; like they are true. She'd have never, you know, got to Oridon. She'd have never met Ben. Mm. The world wouldn't be a better place. You know, so, you know, the way she's criticizing him when he's like, hey, I gave you everything by giving you nothing. Yeah. Love. And I wonder if that's part of his plan. You know, know the Greek gods are very good and full of schemes. Well, we saw the fate scissors. I love that in this song we are allowed to talk about daddy issues, but also because this is a Disney movie... Uh, adults have to be married before they can have kids. Yep. <laughs> because he has a line where he says, try being married to your mama. So at some point, somebody officiated a wedding between Hades and Maleficent Frolo. on the island. Who is ordained Frolo. on the Isle of the Lost? No, he's a judge. Frollo. Frollo would be ordained in this world. 
No, because Disney made it very clear that they're not messing with the church. So no. he's a judge. But Fro- can't marry but, them. That, but that's the thing is by this logic Who here, can marry people? captains can marry people. So Captain Hook, I think Frollo and Captain Hook have a, a competing market on wedding prices. Wedding prices. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in the Dark Knight Rises, where like he comes back and he sees that Scarecrow is like the judge. The answer is going to be no. <laughs> I can just imagine that Frollo has like this underground judge where he disputes like the things between the thieves and he gives like really harsh punishments. <laughs> I would really like to see what he's doing in this world. I'd be really intrigued to see how he copes, you know, as a man without magical or physical power, mm. how he works. It'd be very interesting. Um it's interesting that he never shows up in Once Upon a Time either. Like you say, they don't want to touch him. I can I can understand why. But, you know, they introduced Cruella de Vil and give her a weird magical. Yeah. For making Hunchback of Notre Dame as a movie. Not for all of the racist stuff that's addressed in it. Specifically because in the novel, Frollo is... A priest. He's yes. the deacon or the archdeacon yeah. or something. He's like the top priest. And in the stage show that was funded by Disney, they made him a priest yeah. again because you can get away with it in theatre. Not everyone's going to go and see it. Yeah. But in their kids' movie, they made it so that they were like, we cannot do this. They barely got away with putting Hellfire as a song into yeah. that film. And uh, Alan Menken really had to fight to get that song in. But when the animation staff were told he can't be a priest don't make him look like a priest he's a judge they were like okay let's make him look like as much like a priest as possible yeah (laughs) just to make a point they got in so much trouble for that that like i feel like at some point someone was like okay we just cannot touch Mm. this again we we just can't which is a shame because it has some of the best music of any disney films yeah radcliffe's also on this island somewhere him and frollo hold up terrified for their lives going we're not going to see the light of day We'll be killed alive. Oh, absolutely. Um, we cut back to Oridon, and Ben is kind of cornered by Audrey, and he's shocked. He's like, what have you done? Why would you do this? It is true. I know what you're doing. And he says, what are your demands? And she demands him. Yeah. She's like, you can write this wrong. I'll stop everything. And he's like, no, because I love Mal. She says, <laughs> oh, well, could anyone ever really love you? And something happens. And right, so this is the really funny thing here because we predicted this line before it happened. Mm-hmm. She casts her spell and she starts telling people to statues this time. And we see Fairy Godmother and I just went to you, bippity boppity, oh no. And <laughs> she says it. Yeah. She says it and she gets frozen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Already well, so the... Did you say already why she's doing this? Why who's doing this? Why she's now doing stone. No, I didn't say that. So... The reason why she's now turning people into stone is because she set Ben like an ultimatum yes. of either you marry me. There's not really an either or. It's like, you will marry me and or then else. I'll wake everybody else up. Yeah. And he's like, no. And then so you think that she's turned him to stone as well. Oh, no, I figured at this point. And, and then we cut away and then she starts turning other people yeah. into stone. I figured, but we'll get to that point in a moment because it's really, really nice. So I was like, yep, You know I'm what, right. though? It's really clever of her to turn the fairy godmother into stone because yeah. that's pretty much the only person who magically could stand up it's to her. It's the only her. person who can stop her, yeah. Uh, we go back to the island and Hook and Gil have 
Oh, so so yeah. The, the, oh yeah, they get to the edge. They get to the edge, and we learn. So 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 because <laughs> she's now like, got the ember. Don't get it wet. Yeah, he's like, don't get it wet. It will stop working. And immediately she loses it the first thing, and they throw it into the water. I'm just like, Jesus, okay. She like immediately knocks. I was into like, the water. surely it can't be like that because because what was the point in the past five minutes otherwise? Mm-hmm. I'm glad Umar catches it, but I was like, Umar but still wraps then, it in her tentacles so that it's dry. But I still said at that point her tentacles have been in the water; they've not dried that quickly. It's it's already screwed, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> all Umar wants is a guarantee that all the VKs can get off, and. Mal says, yes, I promise that all the VKs will get off. And I'm like... Yeah, and Evie's like, yeah, yeah, She, her word is good. She was already working on this. Yeah, she's going to be so betrayed. Evie. Yeah. Yeah. I, and do you know what? It's disappointing when your main character deliberately lies like that. Mm-hmm. I guess it works because she is a villain, technically, but, you know, still. Yeah. Mal and Uma are both, like bickering yeah they go back to it and we love that we learn that gil loves nature and grapes when they come through and it's really sad he's like looking at grapes he's like, he's like mm. food grows on trees here yeah and harry tries to steal money off the sleeping people but ben stops him i know jay, jay stops, stops him. i tell yeah. you who is i tell you who really is is underwhelming in this one is jay not because like poor acting just he just doesn't have anything nothing. to do nothing yeah it's a shame because boo boo sure it's good yeah well, Last time we saw and... him, he was a dog. Oh, God, yeah. Him and Gil have the most chemistry of anyone in this yeah. entire film. But, I oh, know, that's not true. Mal and Uma have a lot of chemistry, too. Mal and Hades have more chemistry than Mal and Ben. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Mal and Hades had a lot more chemistry than Mal and Ben. Speaking of dogs... Chad enjoys being petted like a dog. So we go to a cottage, a nondescript mm. cottage, and we see him being petted by Audrey. Yeah. And uh, we get more dude. I despise him. Oh, yeah. Gil's like, dogs talk here. And, yes. and Jay's like, no, it's getting him to shut up. That's the issue. Which I love that line in anything. And <laughs> I always think it's funny. this point, I'm really, really happy because what I thought has happened has happened. Mm-hmm. We see that portraits and everything have been scratched. I'm like, great. Right. Ben has been turned into a beast mm-hmm. as opposed to unlocks his beast. That I am okay with. I think that is a really clever thing to include mm-hmm. because we're now using, you know, uh, Audrey is using famous spells against people. We've seen her do the yeah. evil queen spell. We've seen her do the uh, turning people, putting people to sleep like Maleficent. And now we see her turning him into a beast. I think that's very, very cool. Yep. I mean, we haven't seen the beast yet, but I figured it out. We get Nightfalls. This is really fun. I like the musical battle style. And I especially like the whole, you know, Mao and Umar bickering. Mm-hmm. There's a nice bit where Evie goes, oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. Which I thought was fun. This is, you know, and this is it. It's a fun song. I did say if this is all at war, then I hope they never actually have to go to war. Mm-hmm. because they will be slaughtered. Could you imagine, like, if there's an actual war between the realms and you've got Mal and Gang going, don't you worry, guys, we fought off the suits of armour. We can deal with war, and they literally get annihilated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they, yeah, they defeat it via dance. I really like the costume design for the, the, the armour. Yeah. And their choreography's great. Mm-hmm. Really fun little sequence. And they will have fun despite themselves. They're all high-fiving, celebrating, and then they realise they're supposed to hate each other. Yes. Which I really like, because it's like, you're not, you don't hate each other. You're just doing it because, like, you feel you have to. Mm-hmm. So nature versus nurture. 
your nature is to get along. Your nurture says you're not supposed to get along. Yeah. It's a nice moment. Evie suggests icebreakers to get them on the same side. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I love that she says, now it's your turn. And then someone says, you're really chatty. You know, she goes, not your turn, but thank you. You know, really nice little moment there. Yeah. And oh, so uh, Hook learns about summer school. And he says, no wonder she wants revenge. Yeah, that's really cute. It is really, really fun. I like that as a really nice little mm-hmm. reference. Hook's great again. You know, really enjoy Harry Hook this time. Yeah, me too. They go to Audrey's room and a diary reveals that she's hiding in Aurora's cottage. Yep. And then they decide to split off because, you know, they're going to go back to Evie's house, but they're going to go separate routes just to try and see what they can find for whatever reason. Not quite sure why they split up. Never really made sense. But we get some nice bonding between the boys. They break the ice really, really well over berries. And it's very clear that at this point, Gil and Jay are seriously vibing on each other. Yep. That's cute. It is really cute. We love it. And Harry, again, tries the berries and is having fun despite himself. He's trying to be his cool pirate. He's having a great time. Dizzy has nightmares. It's really sad. It is really, really sad. And then then we get the sense that maybe, maybe Doug isn't Dopey's son. Maybe he's Sleepy's son. Yeah. Because he's fast asleep. Boo. Do you know how they're going to fix it, Drew? Well, so Evie's like, oh no, what do we do? And Uma's like, are you kidding me? Because Uma is the only person that knows that we're in a fairy story. Yep. And she's like, just use True Love's Kiss. He's your boyfriend, right? And Evie's like, oh my God, well, we haven't used the L word yet. And he was like, is she kidding me? And I love the premise behind this sequence because I really do love the whole like mm-hmm. one kiss because actually this kiss could validate everything could not we were saying when we watched it's like could you imagine if she kisses him and nothing happens that she's got to rescue him and then break up with him and doug's got to be like why that you know the consequence of this but also like that fear in that moment of if i kiss him and this works that then means i'm in love but oh no no way i won't say it no no yeah. <laughs> like, what if Evie, that, you know, and then that could be bad because he was like, I'm not ready for this. And then you've got the opposite where it's like, oh my, oh my days, we're not, we're not true love. What are we going to do? I love this. And I love the song that builds up to this moment. But one of my favourite things in this is at the start of it, Umar has no time for this musical sequence. Yeah, so she really doesn't. It's basically the whole way through this song. She's just like, she's singing back up with Mal. She's just like, got she's swallowing her eyes like, we don't have time for this. Speed it up. Yeah. In fairness, this is like, this is such a big deal. Yeah, it, it really is a big <laughs> deal. Because if she kisses him, she is in love with him, right? Yeah. She's like, we haven't used the L word yet, but she's in love with, what's his name? Doug. Doug. She's in love with a man named Doug. <laughs> Me too. But. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Both got awful ponytails, don't you worry. I like your ponytail. But she says, the conflict is. If she kisses him and he doesn't wake up, it's not true love. Mm-hmm. They still like each other, but she'll be completely heartbroken because yeah. it's not true love and, you know, that's what she's after. If he wake, if she kisses him, he doesn't wake up and then later on they break the spell, they then have to have that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Just 
so tragic. Well, this is the thing. Is obviously, the song was always going to end the way it was. It's a decom. It was always going to end that way. But it would have been so funny mm-hmm. if after this moment, nothing happened. I would have lost my, my mind laughing. They should, so funny. they should have held it longer. It should have been like, uh, kisses, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And she looks and she's just like, oh. and then he sits up. Like it would have been a really funny moment just to have that. Oh my God. But yeah, it is what it is. Um, we cut back to the boys and they are attacked mm-hmm. by a rather silly looking beast. Yeah. The prosthetics don't quite work. It's very lion from the Wizard of Oz, but like the Judy yeah. Garland version, the way that he looks in that, just yeah. with slightly more hair. Which, watch this space, that could be an option on a future poll. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk more at the end of the episode. <laughs> but yeah, Beast Ben looks silly. And I'm very, you know, his tail especially is R-I-D-I-C-U-L-U-O-U. How do you spell ridiculous? I I can't spell ridiculous. R-I-D-I-C-U-L-O-U-S. There you go, that. Fun fact, that's the only way I know how to spell that song. That yeah. word, because I have to sing... To be able to spell things. And the payoff from film one, we finally make it clear. Yes, indeed. Ridiculous is Ben's theme song. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so we learn that he's only grumpy because he's got like, is that what, the lion and the thorn? There's something he's in his thorn paw. in his paw. My favourite line in this whole thing is Gil saying, my dad said his dad couldn't handle pain at all. That took me a minute to figure out when he said that. And I was like, oh my God, no, it's because he stabbed him. <laughs> yeah. I wish we could have seen Gaston in this. I'd have liked to have seen Gaston. But I'd especially like to see like old man Gaston who's like fat and out of shape. Like this is, you know, this well, is... Well, because he still has, a, he has a tavern on the aisle. We have Gaston's yeah. tavern. Yeah, he's just been eating too much the mm. whole time. You know, and he hasn't been able to work out. He doesn't get his eggs. <gasps> he wouldn't have eggs on the island. No, we've definitely seen a chicken on the aisle. Yeah, but yeah, he's not having he's his not having 12, 12 dozen. dozen. But, you know. <laughs> uh... Just Jane as, sprays him. Yeah, sprays him with the enchanted with water. With enchanted lake water. And he turns back, but he still has a beard, which actually is a good look for this guy. The, yeah, he looks better this with suits the beard. Him. And he has fangs, which I love. He should have stayed like that for the rest of the film. When we suddenly just lose it, it's disappointing. This is how he should be forever. And I, 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 I think that would be really cool. Especially if there was an element of there's still this magical curse that's always afflicted him from now on. Mm-hmm. But I think he looks better with the beard. And... At least he didn't keep the tail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would not have been about that. Uh, Ben's understandably worried that he hears Umar's about. I actually, I understand Ben's response. He's like, what do you mean? Why are they here? What do you mean Umar's about? It's right for him when to be... When did you guys con- start working yeah. together? It's right for him to be concerned. Audrey is in the cottage and she starts to get annoyed that they're working together. So she barricades them out and the gang inside. Oh no, before that, she locks... Oh, yeah, she locked Chad, Chad in the cupboard, a la Cinderella. Yes. Which could have been a turning point for him, but no. No, he, he just not. sees the same, basically. Yeah, so she locks him and then she's looking into it. It's really, I like the kind of the lens that we have that it's like kind of curved on her watching oh, it's the spell. Her staff that she's looking into, but yeah, mm. they do that fisheye lens yeah. thing on her. It's quite cool. It's really nice. It's a choice. And Mal starts panicking because her magic's doing nothing, but it takes the power of friendship. Yeah, Uma's shell lights up. Magic shell necklace lights up and lets her use magic, which in fairness is a canon thing. In yeah. Little Mermaid, the shell has the magic in it. Yeah, it's cool. And it just took the power of friendship to do it. And they, they say the spells together and it stops. Audrey freaks out. And then the boys show up 
And Mao likes the beard. Yeah, she's like, oh, I like it. This is cool. This Which is a nice is look. two for two on beasts in movies. Uh, the girl having a beard thing. Yeah. Which is always a choice. By it Disney. is. <laughs> uh, Carlos gives Jane a necklace. That says... Jarlos. T for Troy. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's just, yeah. It says Jarlos, and then he he's like, well, like, is that always been Kane? Kane? Oh, you hate it. Oh, I'll make a new one. And she's like, sharp. <laughs> I like it, yeah. It means Jarlos, like... Like Jane and, Jane and Carlos, it is just uh, he's got a thing, hasn't he? He's cute, but he no. I, he I mean, Kenny, Kenny Ortega, you know for a fact, has given his wife multiple K necklaces. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, they all go to the Tea for Troy. For some reason, they they split up here again. I did, I missed this bit, but they're going to go to the fairy cottage. But some of them, so Jane and Gil, aren't. They realised that. The next thing that she needs to like rule the world, basically, other than the scepter, it's is very... the same thing that Maleficent wanted in the first one. She needs the fairy godmother's wand. So they go and find. So they're going to get the wand. Okay. But on the way there, they see stone statue fairy godmother, and then they just stop going for the wand. Yeah. So who is with them? Is it Doug as well? So it's basically the useless characters that have no power in this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, the B-plot characters. It is. Uh, they go to Fairy Cottage to see if Audrey's here. She isn't. And they open it just as they're about to leave. They hear thumping on the door. They open it. The walls it. will get barricaded. Well, no, no. The, they don't because the barricades happened. Well, that happened already. Yeah, talked about it, power of friendship. Sorry. Um, they hear a knocking at the door and they open the cupboard and see Chad and he wants his mum. Oh, yeah, they finally find him. And he's like, oh, my God, the door's open. The door's open. I can leave. And he runs Things away. Things happen very quickly at this point. Like, we mm-hmm. get very quickly into this. Yeah, it was a very long film. But it felt like it could have been longer. But, you know, because this bit happens very quickly. They leave. And Mal, for some reason, comes clean that she lied to Evie. And that she... Somebody says Suggests something. the barrier being She's shut like, is I good. Can't. Oh, no, it's because somebody brings it up. And Ben's there, so now she can't lie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. And Ben's like... You Ben's like, your... what are you talking He's about? He's like, you changed your mind? And they're like, well, she has to come clean. Yeah. So, so... she comes clean. <laughs> oh, this is Uma, great. Uma, Hook, and Gil are No, like... Gil's not there. It's just Umar and Hook. Yeah, they're like, we're out. Yeah. See you all later. You broke your promise. We're out. So they literally just walk away. Yeah. And she's like, Uma, no, we were just getting on. But then she turns around and is like, Evie, back me up here. And Evie's like... No. You lied to me. And the this best is bit, the best bit is as she's... Celia just goes, grabs a stone and throws it in a bird pond. Because she realises she'd never be able to see her parents again. Yeah. Which is... Or her father, sorry. And that's... Well, we don't know. We never see Mrs. Facilier. So yeah, she never mum could be there. But yeah. But she's like, you promised me I could go back and see my dad whenever I want. And she runs grabs the ember off of Mal and throws it in a bird bath and Mal's like no I love it I love it it's just like <laughs> it's so, so quick it's so sudden just like oh my god there's no like holding us she's going, I like, could promise s- I'll go back yeah this like, is it yeah she just chucks there, it is, there, there's no like if I give this to you you're just going to betray me tell me why I shouldn't she mm-hmm. just throws it it's great Mal messes up and then suddenly everyone's turned to stone Audrey turns them all to stone except Mal which feels silly why wouldn't she why wouldn't she do it to Mal she could win hmm why doesn't she do it to Mal? Give me one good reason. What? Turn her to stone? Yeah, why doesn't she turn Mal to stone as well? I don't think she can. 
I don't think she can she use rolled, the scepter against Mal. She rolled a 14. She yeah. used a 20. <laughs> she gets some people. No, I didn't think Maleficent's magic works on Mal because Mal broke Maleficent. But No, but it does work on her. It does. We see it. It, it takes her out when she's dragon form in a moment and it nearly kills her. She, she can't fly properly. It does work because on it's her. absorbing her magic. Maybe it can't do spells on her. Maybe, who knows? Or maybe, know. maybe it's just Plot Audrey's convenience. <laughs> it's Audrey's hubris, isn't it? That she wants, she wants to see Mal fall. Yeah, she wants Mal to see her become the queen of everything. Yeah. So uh, we go into my once upon a time. Mal begs Umar for help. Um, this is like you said to me when we're watching the most musical theatre song in all of these films. It really is. I, I liked the flashback to Descendants 1 and 2. It was really nice to show how much better this one looks and like the journey they've all gone on. Like they all look better in this one. Mm-hmm. I did not need to see a recap of 30 seconds ago when her friends got frozen. This happened in this has happened in every movie though because this is their I know. Like, released songs they like, put in some old stuff. But I really cause... I really it makes sense to show her in one and two and her journey, like how her and Ben fell in love. And oh my god, their costumes are so much better. They are so much and better. Wigs and her, yeah, like her pink hat. I liked in Descendants. I preferred this. Mm. But I really didn't need to see like thirty, literally like thirty seconds ago when when Audrey froze everyone. I thought that was just like okay, mm. the flashbacks are silly now. We watched the film. The other thing is, this is the so in the first film, her hair is mostly purple. Yes. The second one, it's pinky purple, and then when she gets it redyed. It's purple and blue, and then this one it's just blue because yeah. Hades. I liked it. No, I really yeah. liked her hair in this one. Audrey has Celia, and she's on top of the oh, Kyler yeah. Castle. She's like, Come get me. So she turns into a dragon, and actually, Audrey's winning at this point. She shoots her, she's done damage. You know, and Mal starts to fall, but Umar comes back and is like, I believe in you. And she does some magic spells and speaks things about how friendship is rare and you've made me a better person simply for being there. And the shell grows and it brings the ember back to life Mm -hmm. because they're both saying the spell to try and bring the ember back to life. And she uses the ember to defeat uh, Audrey. And Dragon Mal wins. Everyone wakes up. Up, we get bippity boppity. What happened? Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was funny. And then Ben has suddenly shaven, and I think why? Because the magic was under. Yeah, he doesn't have fangs anymore either. I know stuff. it's a shame. They should have just kept it for the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. It was a really nice like design. It made him look like a interesting character. Yeah, it would have been cooler. He's still boring. He's still so beige. beige you know, uh, Mal tells everyone that Hades is her dad because Audrey is asleep and of course everyone's panicked because we can't have uh, Aurora's daughter die Mm -hmm. and this is where we get the real sense of like privilege that you know you know the good guy people will make excuses for them but you wouldn't make excuses and I love so Hades is brought to save Audrey and he points out the injustice and I, I really love that he actually said it. So it's like, why? You look at me because I'm bad. What did she do? And you're excusing it. Why do you excuse? You know, why, why don't I get an excuse? You know, I could have changed. Mm-hmm. She's done this being raised by all of you and she still did this. Yeah. And I really loved that they pointed out the injustice of it. I think that was a really nice 
touch. Do you know what the worst thing is, though? What? <laughs> they point out the injustice of it. And then nothing happens to her. And then nothing happens to yeah, her. Yeah, it is. Why point it out if you're not going to send her to Reformation Island? Yeah. Because, you know, you can't... or to goodness school. Well, this is the thing. You obviously cannot send you... her to the Island of the Lost the way this film is going Literally to end. Literally could have had the fairy godmother be like, somebody needs to take remedial goodness from now on, I think. Like, you yeah. know? But they treat it as if, because when she... When we see Audrey wake up magically later on, she's herself again. She's normal her. So she's wearing baby pink and she's her hair's blonde. She's faking it. Well, her hair's gone back to being blonde. She and it's like, knows what she yeah, did. Yeah, that's the thing. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was so jealous. And I she admits it was a bad, to it. Yeah, fine. I thought it was a bad dream. But you're like, okay, what? Because she's blonde again. That's and she fine. said sorry. That's not how this works. It's like the Grinch, isn't it? It's like, I heard him. He said sorry. Mm-hmm. I love Hades' spell. I think Hades is so cool. Again, I'm disappointed that Hades doesn't do more in this. But then at the same time, I love what he does. Mm -hmm. So do I criticise it? What else can he actually do? You know, where else could he be in this plot? Bar coming on at the end of the island. You know, somehow sending off the island to help Dragon Mao defeat Audrey. There's no right way he can come back on and it's not needed. But it's a shame because he's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, he does it. And I love that as he goes off, he's straight back into the chains. He saved someone. He's arguably been more good than Audrey and is treated worse. Yeah. And I love, you know, I, I absolutely love that as he's whisked out, Mao runs and gives him a big hug. And a yeah. kiss. And, and takes the ember back off of him. Well, he gifts her the ember, mm. which I like. Granny Audrey also apologises to Mel. Yeah. You know, which is quite nice. But she's got no repercussions. She should be exiled. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she's she's helped spread this misinformation and, and foster that hate in her grandchild. Yeah. We get the engagement Queen party. Queen Leah is her name. Queen Leah. Mm-hmm. The engagement party was great because there was this extra in the background. Oh my god. Who when Ben was raising you so they drank and I was like, I've got a confession. He looked really unimpressed by everything. He looked so bored. He was like, I've seen, I've heard her rehearsing this already. <laughs> Yeah, so Mal... She says she can't be the queen of Oridon unless she can also be the queen of the Isle because there is good and bad in everybody. I just think it's her posturing for more power, personally. It's a good power play from her and Beast. They're like, we want more land. We can't have all of Oridon, so let's take all of... They give her the magic wand so that she can remove the barrier around the aisle but so i like the down. fact that she does speak about how the villains help save the day that we are mm-hmm. all here now because of the villains yeah they deserve this mm-hmm. it's not like i'm just taking pity we would all be dead if not for them and it's yeah. a really true point if not for umar if not for hook if not for gill if not for hades mm-hmm. everyone would be a statue and i wonder if this spell extended beyond oridon like suddenly has like agrabah just like frozen on you know nottingham is Probably. everyone asleep it'd be really interesting all the whole world exists because of the villains mm. and then <laughs> we all meet in the middle of the bridge yeah they tear down the barrier and, and you get stressed <laughs> we're, oh god yeah oh god yeah because like this ba- this you bridge. Like heights anyway. This I don't bridge like doesn't heights. have rails. But this bridge doesn't have rails, and like it's never had this much weight on it at once. It's had like a limousine, but it's never had this much weight in one place. It could it it's could a magic break. Bridge. The, the magic's been so like testable in this and questionable at best. Mm-hmm. But yes, they get uh, break this down, 
Um, I, I do love this bit where the song is happening in two different places. So you've obviously got like Mao up on her podium and Umar over on her podium. Yeah. And like they're singing to each other. As if they can hear each other. Yeah. It's like they must be shouting. It's like, hello, mm-hmm. how are you? Yeah. And yeah, Descendants 3 finishes. Yes, and we indeed. didn't get the credit scene. No. there's So the, the show, the, the, the film finishes with the the original VKs being like, do you think they miss us ever? And then they're like, yeah, last one there's a rotten apple. And <laughs> so they run across the bridge to their parents. And then there's supposed to be a mid-credit scene where you see the parents, but I don't think it's on there anymore. Which it's is weird. Yes. I mean, arguably, I don't care about Cruella. And Jay is Jay, you know? So. Mm. Descendants 4. Really short, 22 minute video basically the royal wedding yeah so it's their wedding day mal and ben oh my god i forgot his name he's so boring he's so beige um mal and ben are getting married she wants hades to walk her down the aisle also maleficent the lizard is there and they put a sun hat on her i really it's i the like the best thing i like ever. lizard's maleficent lizard maleficent is having the best time and i'll tell you the biggest bugbear i have of this They've just welcomed Audrey in as the wedding planner. Audrey's their wedding planner, and she's also being super annoying about it. Why can it not just be... Evie. Evie. It should be Evie. It should be Evie or Jane. Dizzy. No, yeah, Evie, Dizzy, or Jane. I feel like yeah. Jane would be a really good one, because here's the thing I don't like. Jane is just completely gone. Mm-hmm. We still have Doug, but you told me the reason behind getting rid of Jane is because it's the Carlos connection. Yes, and there would have been more to do about it because she was Carlos's girlfriend. Yes. The reason why it's Audrey is because Audrey is a much bigger character in this in the show. Yeah. Um, and they were setting up for her to be a much bigger character in the show. Does the show follow the continuity of the show? The show films? is not canon to the films. Okay, I was going to say that because is... Because you have Freddie Facilia and... Yeah, no, but I was just thinking because like, that'd be really gutting if like all those Audrey fans and then you get Descendants 3. Well, the other thing is the show is a lot more school-based. It's yes. like learning to be good at this high school. It's like the Emperor's like New School. The episode where there's a talent show yeah. and Audrey oh, is running the talent I show. I don't want to watch it. I, I, I thought I did. Well, you have things like in the talent show episode, you have either it's Celia. It must be Celia, but she's called Freddie. She's like, oh, I want to perform in the talent show, but they only accept groups for the yeah. talent show. Like, So she gets some friends from the other side. No, <laughs> she goes on on her own. Okay. Because they, they refuse to let her perform if she doesn't make any friends. And she's not making any friends because she's mm-hmm. just come to this school. So she goes on on her own and performs. And then Mal and Evie are like, she's really brave. So they go up with her. And it's supposed to be, like, them making friends with her because mm-hmm. they didn't trust her. And, like, episodes like that where you're like, oh, this is really nice. Like, even the evil kid is getting bullied. Yeah. Like, cute, nice. But it does not at all relate to yeah. the to the series. So this is the thing. You said to me, that obviously, having Jane is too much of an attachment to Carlos. Mm. Oh, final thing I want to say about Descendants 3. There's a nice bit where Jane says, oh, I guess I've got to meet your mum now. Uh, I'm really scared. And the, the the one funny thing dude ever does is he's like, you think you're scared? I'm, I'm a, a dog. dog. <laughs> and his mum's Cruella DeVille. So that's funny. Um, it They still keep dude in it. And it makes no sense for them to get rid of Jane when dude is even more closely connected to Carlos. If, if that's their excuse for cutting mm. Jane, they should have cut a dude. The other thing they do is we have this weird contrivance where like, 
everybody thinks that Hades walked into the wedding venue and burn it down. Oh, I... But actually what happened is he went in... And was trying to be on his best behaviour because he did not want to let his daughter down. Yeah. And dude, being the annoying dog that he is, is chasing Lizard Maleficent. Trying to catch her. To she catch knocks her. something over and then he... And, and Hades is trying to help catch her and dude bites Hades on the rear and he can't control it. He gets angry, his head, and the he fire starts fire. Burns, yeah. And, and then tr- he puts it all out. He's trying to. And he, he says, like, the one evil thing I did do, and I'm sorry, but do you know what anyone would do is, is I did pour the water he over Chad. He took water over Chad because Chad was on the floor, not on fire, screaming about how he was on fire. Yes. Deserved it. Which is basically so where Chad So he gets be. upset because everybody blames him. He goes back to the aisle and then they go and get him. Everybody's there. All of our main characters, not including Uma, who was there for the wedding, but all of our main characters are on the aisle with Hades, and they're like, "We should get married here." Everyone we love, everyone we love is right here. Let's get married here on the I aisle feel where bad he came for from. Dizzy and Uma. Well, this is my problem with it. Yeah, Ben is like, "Let's get married here on the aisle where you came from with your dad, where everyone we love where is, everyone here. we love is." And then the free godmother's like, "You're right. That would be lovely." Bing, suddenly we're in a forest that's not on the Isle of the Lost. No, I think she just magics. It's like a facade. And she turned it into that. Yeah, but the castle's in the background. Yeah, it's weird. I don't like it. I, and I they think... get married, but Dizzy's not there. Uma's not there, even though she definitely should I, If be. I was Uma, I'd be like, I, I just helped you save your dad. I turned into a giant octopus mm-hmm. to put out the fire so you could cross, and you can't invite me. And then they do their, you may kiss the bride, and then we ping to the top of the stairs and at the suddenly there. party. At the palace, I'd yeah. say. And then they all stand on these magic floating discs that fly oh up into god, the sky. Or, yeah. And we, all we could think about while that was happening was like, oh my god, that's, would that fall. would be the worst thing ever. I would fall to my death. Fairy godmother, stop. Bibbity-bobbity, no. Bibbity-bobbity, stop. I, I, I like the idea that Hades is like, I, I'm ashamed of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go, I can't be here. I'm going to ruin this day. I dislike that everyone, even after all this time, because presumably some time has passed. Mm-hmm. Like a year or so has passed. And there's still this awful villain racism. Like, everyone's still like, oh, it's Hades. And they're awful. And I feel like, do you know what? You don't deserve to be at this wedding. And it's just more proof that this is why bad things happen. When you treat people a certain way, why why wouldn't they do this? It's like, you know, if this is what you think of me, fine. It's, it really is one of those, like, oh, yeah, fine, make me your villain. I'll be whatever you want. Yeah, and it's like, the evil ones here are the you know, the the citizens who treat him that way. They are the evil ones. It's more proof that they are the ones who should be on their island. Mm-hmm. But it, it 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 is what it is. It's 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 frustrating. I, I think the nicest thing and the most sad thing about this is the moment where they're all walking and she just takes, you know, Mal just takes a second and she starts crying. And she says, like, I really wish Carlos were here. It's really hard without yes. him. And, and they were like, we were going to wait. Yeah, but... they give her this charm bracelet. And it's just one for everyone. I figured out who the fifth one is. It's Ben. Ben's not part of that little group. Yeah, well, he is apparently. So yeah. she has a charm for each person. And when she puts it on the crossed bones, which Spark- is yeah. Carlos's symbol, sparkle, and they all hug. It's and it's nice, nice. It's a nice And it's not moment. at the end. It's, it's literally like five minutes in. They haven't addressed you. It's not there. And they just address mm. it and they move on. And it's nice. And I'm glad. Because I, I was worried that through the medium of animation, they were just going to put him in and have someone else. Or use previous voice clips of him. Because mm-hmm. Carl's never really says much. No, he doesn't really. He does it, the most in the first one. Yeah, I mean, they could have used voice clips to be like, wow, go Mal. 
Yeah. You know, but they I'm didn't. glad that they did it. I'm glad they didn't. It's nicer this way. And it's sad. And we never know what happened to him. Uh, I don't think you need to watch Descendants or Royal Wedding, to be honest. I don't think it does much. Mm. It has one musical sequence. It's okay. It was a fun 22 minutes. It's a nice little wrap up because they knew they wanted to make a film about the Royal Wedding yes. and hijinks. But I this feel was like, a cute way to do I it. I mean, really obviously, quickly. like COVID at the time, I guess you couldn't really justify bringing these guys together for a 22 minute short but it would have been nice if it was acted mm-hmm. like it would have been nicer to see them reacting to everything and actually have these characters but it is what it is what is your best song in descendants 3 oh do what you gotta do oh yeah 100 Hades and mal song is so fun it and is. then you have you have celia backing them up yeah like that's my favorite bit is in that song is he sings something he sings the first line of the chorus, which is just like, you do what you've got to do. And yeah. Celia jumps out from behind this like wall and is like, ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. Like, yes. Incredible. I also really liked Night Falls, One Kiss and My Once Upon a Time. I thought those were really good songs. Mm-hmm. I love Queen of Mean. Queen that of Mean is really the, good. I get what I deserve. Yeah, like that, that. Incredible. That one's really good. My my, I mean, I'm not going to count Ridiculous Reprise as a skip song or as a song at all mm. because it barely is, but I like the idea it's a reprise of a film, a song from the first one. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it exists just to call back. My skip songs, ironically, it's bookended by two forgettable songs for me. My skip song is Good To Be Bad slash Break This Down. Mine's Break This Down. They, they really don't impress me with the finale songs in these. Yeah. It's really interesting. It is, but, you know, it, you know, it's it, usually because it's a big party dance number. There's no emotion to it. It's just characters singing. Exactly. It's just that everything's happy. We've it's, overcome. We're all in this together. Exactly. Syndrome. Yeah. Um, which role do you want to play? I want to be Hades. I mean, who did I say last time? I think I said Mal. There I are guess some amazing. <laughs> yeah, there are some really, really well written like female characters in this one like mm-hmm. i definitely feel like and obviously i know we can't play you can't play the majority of them but like umar's i think i really like umar's character in this one mm. like in terms of representation this film does a really we have a good really job really nice diverse cast we do and we have a very talented cast and they're well written for the most part hades all the way for me yeah um my I, MV- I rather thought so <laughs> i don't know who my mvp is i've left it blank i i, I... I feel like watching it, knowing for that Cameron Boyce, like this was that this was it for his character. I I, I feel like he did more in this one, mm. but was I watching that more through the whole? I'm really aware. Yeah, and, and I don't know if I can say Hades is my MVP because of how little he does. He's fun. Um, I think I'm going to say Audrey's my MVP. Hmm. Just because of like how much fun it was to see her do the the villain thing, yeah, it was it was nice. But I don't really know if I've got a real MVP in this one. I don't know if one person stands out more than anything else. The ensemble of this is what really makes it work. Like Mal's great, Evie, because ah, yeah, Mal does the really nice thing where she's the hag as well. Yeah. And I really like Umar that, you know, there's more depth to her this time. And I really like, I really like Evie, especially when she does, you know, one kiss. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Audrey as my MVP. Mm-hmm. Who's your MVP? 
It's tough, isn't it? It's really tough. I don't know. Collective, I think it is again, like all of the leads. So the original VKs and then the add-on of Uma, Hook and Gil. They, they do tie in really well, actually. Like they feel part of it really nicely. Yeah, Perhaps. you never feel like they acted three different movies. Like those are the same characters mm. all the way through. And I think that's really good. Perhaps my MVP for this one has to be the, the writer because they actually made me care. Mm. I don't know. So over to Instagram where... 73% of people said they were fans of Descendants 3, with 27% saying no. We heard from Tarek Abash. There are definitely flaws, but I love what they did with Audrey and the addition of Hades. I personally like 3 more than 2. I have yet to see 4, though. And I agree. I, I 3 is the best one. Mm -hmm. Over on Twitter, 32% of people said The Descendants. And we had At Afternoon Tune ask if we were talking about the horror movie. Yeah. Um, the Descent. The Descent, yeah. Um, and I, I wonder if anyone thought we might have been watching the George Clooney film. 14% of people said no, it's rotten to the core. 9% said it's okay, with 45% saying yes, it's good to be bad. So this certainly has its fans. Mm -hmm. And I do think this one made me a fan. I enjoyed this one the most. I gave it three and a half stars, which puts it on par this year with Cats. Yeah. Which is always an interesting... I'm trying to do a better job this year at tracking what I give things. <laughs> I... I mean... I enjoyed it. And I think three and a half, I really enjoyed it. It's not without its flaws. There's some some questionable like costume choices like with, with Beast Ben. Mm -hmm. But then there's some really awesome things. And there's characters I want to see more of and I don't see more of. And... Some characters I wish had better, you know, had more. I feel bad for Dizzy and I feel bad for Chad. Yeah. But then Audrey, she was forgotten in the last one. She got this. So it's like whenever there's something negative, there's something good. So, you know, three and a half stars. Hmm. What are we watching next week? Next week, we are heading over into the dandy old world of Victor Victoria. Excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, I know from a brief, brief little bit of research that has Julie Andrews in. Yes, 1982 version with Julie Andrews. Fantastic. And then we are going to have our first live theatre experience, mm -hmm. or musical experience, the first one we cover for you this year, uh, the week after for episode 97 as we cover Dolly Parton's 95. Yes. No idea what we're going to do as our Valentine's Day special, but I'm hoping that we will be seeing Waitress that week. I know we've both seen Waitress before. Mm -hmm. It feels appropriate that episode 99 could be Waitress because I feel without Waitress, there would be no It's a Musical podcast. That's probably true. So I feel really, really good that Waitress is possibly, I'm not going to confirm it, but I'd like it to be episode mm -hmm. 99. Episode 100, on the 28th of February, we launch our 100th mainline episode. If you discount bonus episodes, we'd have reached it a while ago. Yeah. If we look at our main covering musicals, we will reach episode 100 on the 28th of February. Mm -hmm. And what I am going to do is I'm going to pop up on Instagram and Twitter a poll yeah. for you lovelies to have your say in. We are toying with the idea of talking about a musical both of us have seen mm -hmm. 
that we usually wouldn't do, but ones that are big, culturally important musicals. We have two that we want to put up on the poll. I feel like we need a third. Like yeah. just three, I think, is a good choice. Good way to, good way to do it. Yeah. If there's a musical that you want to suggest for us feel to do free. for our 100th episode, something you feel is like a culturally important musical or just a big musical that we haven't covered yet. But the caveat is we have to be able to watch it in the UK. Yes. So because as much as I'd love to be able to say, let's do Spongebob. Yeah, we've we, tried to get Spongebob so many the times. The DVD Blu-ray is region locked. And unfortunately, I don't think it will work with us, our, our device. Mm-hmm. But the, the two that we're thinking of putting on the poll to give you a taste of what what we're kind of looking at when we say big musicals is... Things that I've seen, but not for a very, very long time. So they still fit the brief of It's a Musical where you're telling me about this. Yeah. The Sound of Music. hmm And The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. We want to add a third. So something that is up there with things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe this is going to be sacrilege. But. Tom Hooper's Lame Is. Or you, do, do you still need to get over? Do you still need to get over Tom Hooper's cats? I will never get over Tom Hooper's anything. Um, maybe we'll add it in the poll, and if anyone else gives us a good suggestion for a, a fourth, we'll have a, a poll of four. Please don't make me people. Please don't make me watch Lumis. Well, so watch this Please. space certainly, uh, certainly in the next few weeks, um, over on Twitter and Instagram at It's a Musical Pod. Obviously, get yourself involved in the conversation on Victor Victoria anyway, but uh, watch out for that poll and have your say in what we cover for our 100th episode. Mm -hmm. And any suggestions, I'm sure Jared, hello Jared, we love you, we'll get involved. We are going to see Anyone Can Whistle, because he made me aware it was going to the Southwark Playhouse. Yeah. So, very, very cool. Uh, We actually covered anything as we were planning to do it anyway, but did I tell you that Jared was like, have you seen there's a pro shot? Mm -hmm. Are you covering this? Yes. We already were. Get yourself involved in the conversation. Let us know your thoughts and what you'd like to hear us cover. We're always open to any suggestions. Yes, indeed. As always, you can subscribe to us on a multitude of good podcasting platforms. You can subscribe and download us over on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on the Amazon Music app under the podcast section of the library. You can find us on Stitcher, Good Pods, and our OG host, Podbean. And if you enjoy the show, you can leave us a review and tell us what you enjoy about the show over on Apple Podcasts, on Good Pods, on Spotify and on Podchaser.com mm-hmm. and help make our days. It's, it's, it's been a, a dark January. <laughs> yes, indeed. Any little ray of light certainly helps make a difference. Mm-hmm. Until next week where we see out January... See you, same bat place, same bat channel. Have a magical musical Monday.